0: Let's go. All right, so we are, we're holding at the end of the second paragraph here. And we began to introduce this idea of being, as the Gemara in Ta'ini says, that it's important to be flexible like a reed as opposed to being hard like a cedar tree. Right? So it says like this, like uh, a little bit before the end of the paragraph. So when it says, when we're talking, when when we are comparing, being hard like a cedar tree is similar to the midas of tohu. And what does it mean, flexible or soft, like a reed? Sorry what? that door is shut. Flexible like a reed, what does that mean? This is the idea of Midos the Tikun. Via Dua, it's known. Remember, we talked about this and we mentioned it in the first paragraph also the idea of Tohu. Tohu was a situation where each of the Midos just wanted more. Right? To say, uh, say it in a nice way. Chesed, Chesed of Chesed of Tovu just kept on receiving more and more and more and more light. Wanted more light, 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 and didn't want to give any space for gevura. It just wanted to be, it wanted to be close to Hashem. This is what it wanted: more and more and more close to Hashem, right? So it kept on receiving more and more and more light, as opposed to the idea of doing its job, right? So, what happened? Chesed of Tovu exploded. Handle all the light. So then came Ghura. Ghura also more and more and more and more and more and more and more. So you could say, but like, at the end of the day, what did it really want? It really just wanted to be close to Hashem. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. So, on the one hand, being close to Hashem is for sure a good thing. But this closeness to Hashem that we're talking about here was not expressed as a good thing. Why? Because Hashem wanted Chesed to do a mission. The mission of Chesed. And Hashem wanted Gevura to do a mission. The mission of Gevura. But the mission of Chesed was not the mission of Chesed alone, but the mission of doing Chesed and also getting along with the entire structure of all the Midos. Meaning that it was supposed to get, let's say, 100 gallons of the ore. That was what it was supposed to get. And then the ore was supposed to move on to Kevura, and it would get 100 gallons of ore. But it wanted more. It wanted us to be closer, closer, 101, 110, 120, 130, bang. Right? So when you look at the overall situation, you could say, oh, it was so good, it wanted to be close to Hashem. But on the other hand, no, it was so bad, because it was not doing what it was supposed to be doing. That's the key point. Why wasn't it doing what it was supposed to be doing? Because of its yeshus. Because of its yeshus, it thought that it knew better, for example. Better than Hashem. What does that mean? How could you do that? Yeah, but that's what yeshus is. Yeshus is, I think I know better. I think I am better. I think I know the way to do it. Right? I'm not going to listen to anyone else. I can't get along with anyone else. And that's what happened there even though the light of Tohu is a light that is so holy and in fact the greatness of Tohu is that it came before Tikkun. but the issue was that their main thing was that they were in a state of Ratsa Ratsa means running out, running closer, closer to Hashem. wants just to be close to Hashem. Mm-hmm. Ratsa by itself is not a true bital. It's only a feeling of the self. Where is the real bital? The real bital is in the shuv. It didn't create the world to get into a state of chaos, but instead to settle back. That's how it was formed. So what does this mean? A uh, mashal that I, that I like to give for this is, for example, the, the let's say, the shliach in, in Alaska, Right? So the shliach in Alaska comes right almost from Rosh Chodesh Kislev, and he knows it's going to be kinesh HaShlochem. So he wants to what? He wants to become close to the Rebbe. He wants to go, he wants to fly back. You know, he wants to be there to bring with, his, with with all of his friends that he grew up with. Right, so he flies, gets on Alaska Airlines, flies to New York, and sure enough, the Rebbe is for bringing, and he's for bringing with his friends, and he sits and learns Gemara with his friends, and Hasidus with his friends, and he davins with a minion, and he davins in, uh, you know, in, in like the old, uh, old style like he always liked, right? And he says to himself, you know, when it comes Monday morning after the whole weekend of being together with his friends and his, his mentors and the Rebbe, of course, and everything, and he thinks to himself, what do I want to go back to Alaska for? What am I doing in Alaska? I am sitting there teaching Alephes to a bunch of Eskimos. I mean, like, what, 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 what is going on over there? You know, there's nothing there. There's no one that I can relate to. There's no one I can talk to, right? It's so far away, right? The Rebbe is sitting in Febringian in New York, in Crown Heights. And I'm all the way on the other side of the world in Alaska. I don't hear the Febringians on Shabbos. I'm not close to the Rebbe. I'm not close to anything. Why should I get back on the plane on Monday morning? So the question is, who is closer to the Rebbe? Is it he closer to the Rebbe when he's in New York, in Crown Heights, or is he closer to the Rebbe when he's in Alaska? So the answer is that Begilui, for sure he's closer to the Rebbe in New York. But Be'etzim, when you're talking about the essential part of the Rebbe, he's much closer to the Rebbe when he's in Alaska. Why? Because he's doing what the Rebbe wants. When he's in New York... When he's in New York, he's in a state of racha. He's so he's so close to the Rebbe. So he's so he's on fire. He's you know he's watching the Rebbe speak in front of him. Maybe as has here, you know all these amazing things are going on, right? But that's all about what he's getting from the deal, right? But when he goes back to Alaska and he's doing what the Rebbe wants from him, the Rebbe wants him to teach. The people in Alaska. He wants him to make a minion where there wouldn't be a minion otherwise. He wants him to make a Hanukkah candle lighting. He wants him to go put on tefillin on people. He wants him to make a sukkah, shake lulav, uh, you know, inspire whatever people there, etc. That's what the Rebbe's ultimate wish is. So, really, when he's in Alaska, he's much closer to the Rebbe than when he's sitting in 770, right, in front of the Rebbe at, at for bringing why? Because yes, it's true that everybody also wants him to go to a Febrengan, but he's amongst 3,000 people, 5,000 people at this Febrengan. When he's in Alaska, he's, doing the, he's, a, he's the man. He's the one that has to, to set up a, a Hanukkah menorah lighting. If he's not going to set up the menorah lighting, there is no menorah lighting in the whole state of Alaska. No one's going to light a menorah. If he's not... Shaking lulav, if he's not bringing lulavim and esrogim over there, there are not going to be any lulav and esrog, right? If he's not bringing kosher meat, then there's not going to be kosher meat. If he's not teaching alufes, no one's teaching alufes. So, on the one hand, it's much more exciting the ratzah. The ratzah is much more special. Here, he could daven for hours. He could uh, right. He could listen to a ravin. He could listen to a sicha firsthand. He could even study with his, you know, with his, his chavruta, right? Doesn't have, what kind of chavruta does he have, a moose? He doesn't have a chavruta in, in Alaska. There's no one in Alaska for him to learn with, right? But on the other hand, right, the ultimate bitle of nullifying himself is going to Alaska. And in that, you have the ultimate expression of the Rebbe. Because really... Who are the shluchim? Who are the chassidim of the rebbe? The rebbe's chassidim and shluchim are the rebbe's arms and legs. So you're part and one with the rebbe at that point, right? So that's the ultimate expression of shuv and Are You following what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is what this is what we're saying here. That this is this is this is the idea. So even though tohu is like amazing and it's holy and a very very strong, holy lights and everything like that, much stronger and holier than tikkun. But tikkun is the idea of doing what needs to be done. That's the Indian of shuv. That's the Indian of coming back. That on the one hand, the rata is amazing. You get inspired. But the inspiration is worthless, right? If you can't come back to doing what needs to be done. Right, It's like the person that, uh, you know, he gets so inspired by the Febregnin that he sleeps in for the next three days, right? And he doesn't, and he doesn't uh, change any of his uh, siddharim, and he doesn't go to mikvah because he doesn't have time, and he doesn't even put on, you know, barely puts on tefillin before shkia, you know, etc., etc. Uh, we're missing the point here, right? Or another example of this would be the guy that studies all the kavanahs of the Arizal about putting on tefillin. He's studying, and he's learning, and he's meditating. And he's, uh, but one thing he forgot to do was actually put on the actual tefillin himself. So it's very nice, but you missed the whole point. The whole point was to put on the tefillin. It's more important to put on tefillin without any kavanah, right, of the Arizal, than have a million kavanas of the Arizal and not put on the tefillin. Right? So it's the idea of tikkun. Tikkun is the idea of shuv. Ve'isa b'sefer Yitzira, it says in Sefer Yitzira, libecha shuv If your heart runs, return to the one. Imratz what does it mean? Ba'avoida de nefesh. Namely, you're in this avoida of kalos nefesh, that you're going out of yourself, that you're going up, you know, you just want to release yourself from oilam Hazen and go into the into Ebi'ster. The in a shuvla you have to return to the one. What does that mean? Namely nullify your will to his will. That's what it means. That the ultimate of Hashem is that we should be in a state of shuv down here. That's the idea. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Through this, this is how you make a to Elokus. Clear? Yeah, good? And since it's in the main part is the Shuv. That's why the Midos and Tikkun are Midos that are soft. But tohu, where the main point is the ratzah, he ha midas tohu, he midas By midas of tohu are midas that are very powerful. Bezehu apirud And this is the cause of all the separation and division. Because when a person, he could even think to himself, he has all the right, right kavanas in mind, but it's all about what's good for me, what's in it for me, as opposed to being part of the team right that's that's the difference like when he when it's all about when it's focused on the self, so then what happens is is that that he is you know it's more important to him like it's it a good example of this is sometimes you see this especially you know in like uh like the you know sports and like the n b a or something like that right you could have a guy that's that's Momish, uh the championship game all the way at the end and and he is you know, getting ready to take the shot because he thinks he's the best guy, and he takes the shot, and he misses the shot, and he's all upset. Why is he so upset? How could I have missed the shot? But he forgets to get back on defense because he's so involved in his own head of, 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 of who he is and taking the shot, that he doesn't get back on defense. Get back on defense and get, get another shot, right? That's the difference between the self and, and doing it for the, the team, part a team member and your team member, so you get back on defense right away. Okay, get another chance, you know. But this concept, this concept of, of, of the yesh. Okay. Pergimo. This is why now we can understand why yesh is the cause of sinas khinam from one person to another and the cause of this and the in the Indian the of this hatred is that the other person didn't even do anything to him and he's not going to do anything to him and the truth is he doesn't even care about you at all he doesn't even care about what you're doing. he's like, he's, he's just not he's in his own world like that's it not a full thing not even a half thing in other words Imamish doesn't care that it's other guy and he doesn't have any plans of doing any evil to you or he doesn't have any thoughts or feelings of evil towards you or anything negative towards you but the point is is that you just, you just can't take this guy you just can't take him right can't stand him, right, you hate him in such an absolute way, right, in a complete way, until the point that I can't even talk to this person, he makes me so annoyed, and for sure I can't mix with him in any way, even something that is like a holy thing, right, the reason why I can't, can't even connect to him even in a, in, a, in a godly way or anything like that is because of my yesh I don't give any space to the other person just goes against him even though the other person didn't do anything evil to him the ain like no, and they don't have any specific detail of his nagdus, right In other words, there's mamish there's, there's nothing there, right yet that person there's really he, uh, there's nothing, there's no issues, but I can't stand him. That's the point. I can't stand being around him. I can't stand him. he makes me so annoyed, he makes me so upset, yeah, right That's it. right. <coughs> just the mere fact that he's alive in the world makes me crazy <inaudible> and for this he just he takes away from my holy issuescious because it's like the other person he just he just is just so annoying for me he's so upsetting to me <inaudible> and for this reason that's why I can't stand, he can't stand him but <inaudible> Hate him. And all the more so, you can't, not only, like in other words, you hate him so much that you can't connect to him in any way whatsoever. You can't find within yourself a way to have, like, any type of connection to this person because he bothers you so much. Everything about him, the way he sniffles and the way he breathes and the way he smells, and the way, uh, you just, you're, you're up to your ears to, with this guy. You know, you just can't stand him. You're so upset with him. He says, and you find this even in the world of Rabbanus, right, in the world of the Rabbis, even in these later generations. And all the places where the Jewish people live. That there's differences of opinion. In every single thing. In every single In every single concept. <coughs> of all the general ideas. to And in particular, in with regards to Kedusha the good things. It's impossible to become one. If this one says kosher, so the other one says, it's not kosher. If that one says it's not kosher, this one says it's kosher. It's almost like a knee jerk reaction that people are having, that they that they just want to say the opposite, right, of whatever the other person says, yeah, and whatever this person is building, the other person is like destroying, but the truth is, the differences of opinion in halacha and in, in, in the way they look at the world, really is not based on logic, it's not based on, Really, It's more based on the fact that there's a, a separation of the hearts, as the Friedrich Rebbe calls it. That's really the issue here. Habayim misinas And where does that come from? Again, back to our old friend sinas right? chinam. This is where it's all coming from. That really it's coming from the person's yeshus. Because of the person's yeshs, he finds all these issues in the other person, all these troubles and all these issues and all these, you know, and and therefore, if he says that this type of project is kosher, you'll say that it's not kosher. (coughs) If he says it's not kosher, you say, why are you saying it's not kosher? It's kosher. What are you talking about? It doesn't matter what the other person says. If he says blue, you say red. If he says red, you say blue. It's a knee-jerk reaction. It's not seichelik. Right. So the fact that he says the opposite of the other person, ain't the Message It's not because it's coming from his intellect that this is the way it should be. Kim Hu He says whatever he wants. Not because this is what the Seikl is forcing that he's you know m saying, This is what he must say. Why does he want this? Why does he want it this way? Because his friends want it the other way. It's a very dangerous situation. A slippery slope, as they say. The It's so deep. The division of the hearts. Right? Until the point that you mamish have to say the opposite of the other person. Did I give you the next page or not? Iron Ray, wait. Put it up quickly. We have a few more minutes. Put on the Tavares. He says, "V'yesh nam Malbishim and you have it that that you can enclose it, right? Malbishim that they can clothe the betamim with all different types of reasons, v'svarim, sikhlim and all different types of logical inferences, right? lahafach, Right. In other words, he comes up with all these different reasons why he holds like this, and why he's not going to agree with this opinion. And, you know, and it's all he builds a whole pill a whole you know, intellectual, you know, building on why he has to look at it from this way and not that way, and this and that. Right. This whole story. Right. <laughs> But in truth, his seichel is mishukhat. His seichel is, mishukhat means bribery, from the word bribery. In other words, when a person bribes another person, it's like they pull their mind to go to the side. Right? All these famous stories about, um, like, judges. Like, uh, I think it was, I believe he was a British emperor, something like that, that he was judging a case, and all of a sudden he had a very strong feeling that one side was right. And he, and said, you know, I have to uh, go out for a walk. Like, I don't understand where, where this is coming from, that I have this strong feeling that, you know, moving is right and shimmon is wrong, whatever. And he puts on his jacket to go out for a walk, and he feels something heavy in the pocket. And he pulls it out of his pocket, a big bag of coins, that uh, bribery, and put it into his coat. Even in that point, he says that the, the Nishama feels the bribery, that it's like, it bribes you, that you don't even see you can't see, you automatically lean towards one side you're gay you abadavar, know, you become like this must be the right way right, this is what happens so in the same way, like, a person is bribed in, in the way that he like, sees the other person and he wants, to, he wants to find the opposite svara, the opposite opinion, right what is going on over there, why does he have to do that why does he have to feel that way? Why does he find, you know, if this guy, this rabbi says, uh, you know, X, Y, Z, you're like finding what's wrong with it. He should have said it a different way. He should have said it that way. He, should have, he shouldn't have said that. He should have said this. He should have, uh, like, where is it coming from? Because I am I am bribed, I'm Mishukhar, I am bribed against this person because of my sinaslinams because of my yeshis, because I feel that this person in some way is taking, is taking away from me. The fact that I feel that he's taking away from me, not even consciously, right? But that's really what I feel in my inside. So immediately I find a reason why what he's saying is ridiculous. Ah, oh, that's ridiculous what he said. Ah, oh, he should have said it this way. Ah, oh, he should have said that. He should have, uh. Whatever he said, I'm going to find something to show why he should have said it differently. Or why he should have had the other opinion. So why, why are we discussing all this? Because this is natural human nature. And a person has to find this in himself. In other words, a person has to see how his brain is working. And he has to see when this is happening to himself, he has to realize where is this coming from. When he sees in himself, right, like you can wake up and you say to yourself, you know, This rabbi is an issue, and this person's 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 an issue. issue. All of a sudden, he realizes that everyone he's thinking about has an issue. (laughs) Everyone, everyone, he's, this guy's not good enough, and this guy's not good enough, and this guy's a problem, this guy's a problem, this guy's an issue. So he has to stop and say to himself, okay, why do I have all these issues with all these people? Obviously, it's me. That I'm the issue. That I'm the one that needs to fix myself. That I'm the one that it's coming from. That I'm the one that's seeing all the problems in everyone else. The fact that I'm seeing all the problems in everyone else means that I have the yeshis inside of myself. And therefore, that is a breeding ground for this sinaschina. Because of that, so then I'm finding issues with every single person that I meet. That's the real concept here. That's the real problem here. So he's putting out all these symptoms for us to be able to recognize inside of me that I have that symptom and 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 that symptom. symptom Oh, it must mean that this is my problem. And everyone has it because this is the natural ways. Some people have it in a more subtle way and some people have it in a more obvious way. But everyone has this. So the question is how to change it, right? how to work on it. Well, first recognizing that it's there is the most important thing. And then to recognize where is it coming from, right? It's coming from my sinoschina, from my yeshus. that's where it's coming from. And that's what he's talking about. All right, let's stop and give everyone a chance to do Hamzara.